Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jenkins. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits, hand-picked cuts of this afternoon's <laughs> show. That's right. Um, <laughs> Elliot Steele came in. He was very good. He's a Palace fan, a comedian. His dad, of course, Mark, is a friend of the show and a famous comedian. And he was on good form talking uh, Zaha and yeah. his new show and everything else. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, as we always do. We had a, an interesting story of how a uh, Chinese superstar pop singer-actor could help out a little cricket club in East Sussex. And Martin Kellner, of course, uh, yeah. slightly earlier, but you won't notice that in his normal slot. Yeah, and, on a podcast, uh, the, the time really isn't immaterial. It's completely but irrelevant. not in the kind of quality you expect. He was on his, his, <laughs> his, his Skype line. And he got a bit Norman Collier once or twice. Yeah, but fine. bear with us, the content was okay. Um, and we'll have a, a clip for you as well, uh, a little uh, extra clip from Fisherman's Blues after this. <laughs> Apparently, Brits gasp, and not my words, how much? At the price of something seven times a month. Uh, says a new research by a company called Spritz or something. And, uh, of course, that's what I did when I heard Leicester wanted 80 million for Harry Maguire. <laughs> Your great how much moments, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, my wife disgraced the family name last night. Oh, month. dear. She um, she went out for a meal with some friends, a regular place they always go to on, on a regular basis, and there she spots Aussie Ardiles. Nice. So uh, she sees it's Aussie, and um, in the end she she goes and sort of uh, doesn't know, never met him before, but recognises him, gives him a nod and says hello, and he's very friendly. He's a lovely man, Aussie, mm. and. Um, She's sitting with uh, Mickey Hazard. Oh, sorry, he's sitting with Mickey Hazard at the table, having a meal together. And Ozzy says, of course, my friend here was a, a fellow Tottenham player. Do you recognise him? She said, no. <laughs> she went, oh, Paul Stewart, is it? Paul St- <laughs> Mickey, Mickey went, Paul Stewart? <laughs> About a foot taller. <laughs> Um, uh, but so they, they, I she, think they were teasing her, though, weren't they? No, no, no. Oh, but no, well, yeah, they were having, uh, they were having some fun. But uh, yeah. Paul Stewart, see, that's she was a childhood goonie. See, that's mm. what it was. She had pictures of Frank McClintock Look. and Charlie George on her wall when she was about six. <laughs> to be fair, she did well to recognise. Uh, yeah, she recognised it. But Mick, Mick was great about it and sends his regards. But uh, yeah, what about that? Also, we had uh, maybe giving too much away here, but uh, we went out after work yesterday and and. Mm. It, it, Bade farewell to Mike Bove, who had a couple of beers yeah, with yeah. Mike, and um, I'm not I'm not a man who snores, 
generally I'm not a man who snores. No, that's good. But when I've had a couple of drinks, mm. apparently I do. Well, I'm not aware of it. <laughs> you, I don't think you're alone. So at six o'clock this morning, I kind of uh, woke up. I've kind of got to that age. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I'd had a few pints last night. And um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I just, you know, used the facilities, came back, and the marital bed was empty. Oh. So I'm thinking, I mean, what have I done? So I think, I, I, just, I don't know, I couldn't sleep, whatever. So I, I go into the, I look into the spare room and she's in there. Well, there you go. This is the first time <laughs> she's had to leave the marital bed because <laughs> of the snoring. That's not good. So I, I, I should have to buy you some of those aids that I've bought. You buy me. <laughs> well, you had that bracelet that every time you snored, it would go off. Yeah, go and that would, way. You, you and your wife both had them, but you set the charge too high, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> so every time a car went past, oh, you'd, hey. you'd wake up with a with a jolt. <laughs> good for adrenaline. Like a cattle prod. What this but, one uh, earlier in the year where you was, stick it up your nose? That's a weird one. I'm, that I'm one. Not, no, look, look, it's only. It, it, it out, must have been that. A nose mouth organ. It it's it's such a nose harmonic. Apparently, she could take it no more and sort of gave me a massive shove. And I went, What did you do that for? I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Well, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, but there dear. we are, left the first time oh, in all like these years, Andy. So, what an, event, what an eventful night that really was. was really. Sorry, Mick, by the way. Apologies. <laughs> she weren't sleeping with him and snoring, I yeah. suppose. Anyway, Antonio Conte. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of an odd, <laughs> well, a exactly. bit of a quantum leap, but anyway, <laughs> keep going. Antonio Conte is furious with Inter. He's often furious with the club he works for. He's fuming is he? that they haven't <clears throat> landed, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, Lukaku deal. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, that's right. And he says that Icardi is not part of the, his plans. Mm. So I think, why didn't you just send him a text? That worked so well last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked so well with Diego Costa. Yeah, exactly. Just text him. And you can tell it's a slow news week when a photo of Sir Alex Ferguson buying mineral water yeah. makes the paper. That's true. It would been a much bigger story if it had been Alan Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly would have been. Uh, we'll have the clips of the week for you a little bit later. Alan May feature, I think it's uh, it's fair mm, to say. That's fair enough, really. He got the wrong end of the stick with Max, didn't he, yesterday? They asked who should be the talk sport captain. And it was a listener. Who'd, uh, it was a listener who thought it was. It was a listener who, within the text made you a bit of a You got the vote. Uh, I didn't. I didn't win. Alan won. Oh, but oh, yes, he did. I was for some in the reason. vote. Yeah, you were in the vote. But, but, Alan all the should, one, all the Alan ones should they read be out. the captain. Alan should be the captain. You really? reckon? I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think Alan should, sure, be, really. should be the talk sport captain, don't you think? Not really. <laughs> don't you start. You really are having a pop it in there. <laughs> well, no, you know, you just... You know, he, he's not reliable enough, is Well, that's he? what he got upset about, what the well, listener said. So, uh, I know, know, I heard, don't worry, I heard it. I listened yeah. every morning, I did hear it. <laughs> and uh, Buzz Aldrin turned up at the moon landing anniversary. Yeah. Did you see that with his young girlfriend? And uh, she's had a bit of work done. Her face looks like it's been made out of moon rock. <laughs> what, his or hers? <laughs> hers. Oh, OK, really? Very strange. How young is she? I mean, if it's Buzz Aldrin, young girlfriend, she could be 72, couldn't she? Well, I'd say she's probably late 40s, maybe in her 50s, and Buzz is about 82 or something like that, or maybe a bit older. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, well done. Well done to Buzz. And one thing you never want to do with Buzz, of course, mm. is go up oh, and, yeah, don't and do that. tell him that he never went to the moon. Because there's a guy, as I'm probably I'm sure that many of the listeners are aware, who, who often approaches him uh, when he least expects it with a Bible and <laughs> says, swear on this that you went to the moon. Oh, and he put up with it about five or six times. And uh, the last time, again, about 15 years ago, when he was in, well in his 70s, he dropped the fella. He couldn't stand it anymore. Uh, laid one on him. Well, I think it's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, today's... Well, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Well, it is. Yeah, go on then. You know, I mean, it's his life's his his work. It defines thing. him, doesn't it? Of course it defines him, and, you know, he's not going to take kindly to that. No. Uh, the 305 at Newbury is the Ross Brook Accountant's Handicap, well, which is interesting because he sounds more like a golfer 
then so you should Trevor see Rangman. my man. You should see my man Ross Brook. He'll save you a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> but he doesn't. He saw Ross Brook had a great round. You know, yeah, he's three under par. Whereas Trevor Immelman, well, who is a golfer, yeah, he definitely well, used to could have, be an accountant. We used to have that, didn't we? Um, all you have to be sports people that sound like a. Mm. a Accountant, mm. and you should see my man Trevor Immelman. He'll save you a hell of a lot of money. He's going That's to right, feature yeah. in that. Uh, the other one, mm. we used to, uh, Bernard Hopkins, but Bernard Hopkins, we always thought could save you a few quid. <laughs> yeah, that's true, really, but not yeah. Bernard. Not Bernard, no. Uh, you can add to the list. It is a Friday. You can bring in games. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. All we've got to do. It's got to work in that phrase. You should see my man. Name of sports person there. Mm. He'll he slash she will save you a hell of a lot of money. That's right. Yeah. Um, one of those. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. No, it's not three o'clock. Uh, earlier <laughs> than usual with a week of sport on TV through uh, the glory of technology. Joining us from the beautiful <laughs> Garden City of Leeds, it is Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you boys. Marvellous. Marvellous. Um, coming through loud and clear. Coming through loud and clear. If a touch distant, but that doesn't matter. It's loud and clear. That's the most important thing. Good. So, Martin, um, what have you it's been, been watching? It's been a big week. Well, everything, basically, as always. It's <laughs> my yeah, brief, isn't it? Mm. It is. Uh, it's been a big week for uh, for netball, obviously. Yeah. Uh, netball World Cup going on. Uh, and I, as I always say, netball's a fantastic sport uh, for anybody who can't stand the excitement of basketball. Um, <laughs> it's a great... I think the, the, the problem with the Netball World Cup, to be honest, is... Um, it is a lack of competitiveness. You know what I mean? The uh, I've watched uh, England versus uh, Trinidad and Tobago, and I watched Australia versus New Zealand. Mm. And uh, Australia, Australia, New Zealand was forty nine fifty. What a game, Martin! You it was a there. great game. It yeah. was a great game. But they do seem to be. You know, it's competitive between those two. But that's, I think, as far as it goes. I know we won the gold in the World Cup, and I thought we were slightly better, maybe than we are. But to me. I mean, I, I do know a little bit about netball because I've had three daughters, you yeah. know, and they've all played netball. Yeah. Uh, so I've been, you know, I've been dragooned into going along to drafty sports halls uh, <laughs> on various oh, evenings. Obviously happy memories for you. <laughs> yes, indeed, when I'd rather be watching Hancock's Half Hour on the telly. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you, you like a Hancock mention. Of course. Um, but, yeah, so, so so I know a little bit about netball, but I, it just seems to me that, you know, Australia win the World Cup almost every time. I think New Zealand won it once. Mm. Every other time it's been held, uh, Australia won it. Um, but it's fun to watch, as I say, you know, and it's good that uh, women's sports get a little more uh, uh, a little more exposure than they used to do. Do you like the uh, coverage, Sky- Martin? You've been impressed with the coverage I've, on Sky? Yeah, BBC got it as well, Yes, I have. Mm. I like Di Doherty, who stands out there on the court in Liverpool. You can see the big wheel in the background, which is nice. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the commentary's fine. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not an expert. As I say, I've watched a fair bit of it. But <laughs> Women's sport, of course, of now more on the protected lists, which is interesting, really. The crown jewels, yeah. Yes, the crown jewels. It is so. part of the crown jewels, you're absolutely mm. right. Uh, the other thing I watched this week, obviously I'm watching the golf now, which uh, uh, which I'm enjoying. It's always great coverage. Port Rush, very, very nice uh, setting. They're covering it quite well. You know, you've seen the beautiful coastal scenes. And the track, you and Murray is commentating. He's sort of trying to uh, revive the tradition of uh, Peter Alice to an extent. Mm. Uh, Peter Alice is still going, I think, on the highlights on the BBC. But the bits that I watched of the highlights, he wasn't uh, commentating on that. It was Ken Brown. But um, you and Murray, they had a shot of um, a little dog 
cute little dog. It was like a sort of border collie, I think. Right. Uh, and yes, and it was um, it was it was fetching a ball on the beach there. And uh, I thought to myself, that that's a, it's a nice shot. And he commented on it. And he said, well trained. He commented, it's a well trained dog. Um, that boy will be getting a nice fillet steak for his tea tonight. <laughs> and I, it was, I assume, referring to the dog. And, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I just thought it, it's a bit sort of test match special as well, you know, where they give you the uh, you know, the bus going past Trent Bridge and all that. Yeah. Um, so I quite enjoyed all that. I'll tell you who's good golf. at that is uh, Bumble. I was watching the 2020 oh, last brilliant. night. He's great at interacting with the crowd. He'll oh, see yeah. somebody in the crowd and he's, as if he's talking to them and sometimes they're, they're wearing their they Sorry, Martin. Yeah. Carry on. I was going to say it's good in the golf because you know, a lot of the time there's not much happening, especially if you backed the three golfers that I backed, <laughs> yeah. who with it, with, it, with it complete no chance of making the cuts. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, tips given to me by uh, a representative of one of Britain's leading bookmakers. Oh, okay. so never, I never son. listen to a tip from a bookmaker, is, I think, is the no, key there. No. They've got an ulterior motive. Your is. son's tips aren't great, are they, really? <laughs> not, not on golf, is his speciality. He actually does the golf podcast for this leading uh, leading uh, high street book. Well, we're leading high street bookmakers. Oh, I see. They're now closed down a certain amount of high street oh, outlets, I believe, or, or are about to. Um, so, obviously, watch the Asia trophy um what a what a novelty to be able to watch west ham on a wednesday afternoon in july yeah um hadn't been able to watch west ham in july since the glory days of the intertoto cup <laughs> um but i i watched them days at manchester city uh and uh, they're martin father and andy town sent out there mm. so they were giving it the full um, you know the full gun oh, yeah. um what a delight for the for the Nanjing public," said uh, Martin Tyler. I thought not so so much of a delight for the West Ham fans. Um, I think they did all right though. It could have been two 0 up, and uh, I think they're in for a decent season. Actually, I mean, they've probably transplanted oh, a little think, bit of I Canning think... Town into Nanjing. There's probably a, a, a few of, uh, of, of your regulars who've gone over for the match. <laughs> Well, there seemed to have some fans there. It was, I mean, it was well attended. Yeah. Think. And we did start, as you say, Andy, we started off very well. Um, but I just thought well, it's our first match of the season. Obviously, August the 10th, we're playing uh, City at lunchtime. And I thought I could really have waited till August the 10th to be beaten 4-1 <laughs> by City. <laughs> didn't need to, you know, it didn't seem to intrude on the summer holidays. No. Um, but yeah, it was. it's always fun watching these pre-season things. And, uh, was there anybody uh, for in a match the... that often... No, carry on, Martin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, carry on. No. <laughs> this is like the delay on this. Like I'm doing it from Nanjing. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, there was a good crowd there. We started off well, and it was a good match, actually. You know, the football was, it wasn't exhibit. it didn't look that much like exhibition match football. Right, okay. You know, it was uh, for for a pre-season thing. It wasn't bad at all. Mm. Um, I didn't. The, the finals tomorrow. I shall be watching that. I certainly won't be watching the third and fourth place final <laughs> oh, uh, between West Ham and Newcastle. Uh, the other thing, have we got time for another one? Go on, yeah, yeah, go for it. Going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The other thing I watched was uh, John McEnroe still rocking at sixty. Okay. Uh, which was the BBC uh, documentary about uh, about John McEnroe. Mm. Um, not so much a documentary, more a hagiography. Mm, as, yeah. as, as, as we, yeah, the BBC are just so much over uh, John McEnroe. You know, when he's, um, I mean, yeah, he's a great, he's a great pundit and everything, but they're um, they're sort of deferring to him the whole time. Mm. And, and the same thing as documentary. It was a good program. It was a good watch, uh, written by 
it said that the credit on it said written by Edward Butler, which I'm assuming is Eddie Butler who does the uh, rugby union, you know, oh, okay. for Wales. Mm-hmm. I assume it's him uh, because it was beautifully written. Mm. And uh, he has, you know, he's, he's, well, he used to be a journalist for The Observer. He's a yeah. good journalist. Mm. Um, it was um, it was well written. But you did get the thing. It, it started off with shots of uh, John McEnroe at uh, Randall's Island in New York, which is the tennis academy he runs there. Uh, and um, Sue Barker comes up to him and she says, I've never seen kids enjoying themselves like this. <laughs> well, I have. I mean, they were, just, <laughs> they were really just playing tennis. Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't. It, it was a great show. And it, even though it did sort of crawl around uh, John McEnroe a bit, which is what the, the way the BBC do it. But I rather like the, the sort of sensitive way they they uh, dealt with his first marriage. Mm. And that was always, I don't know if you remember This Is Your Life. Yeah. Um, with, well, you probably remember it with Eamon Andrews, but possibly with, uh, <laughs> with, with Michael with Aspel. Michael Aspel. Mm. Michael Aspel, this is your life. And there was always that problem when they had someone who, who had a first wife yeah. and now had a second wife. And obviously the second wife and the children and uh, you know all his current contacts were all there at the start of the show. But then they're telling the story, they have to deal with a second wife. And I was I was admired Michael Aspel and um, uh, Eamon Andrews before him. They're still, imagine, deal with that in half a sentence. Oh, you know, wow. if you yeah. if you blinked, you missed the fact that they had actually been <laughs> been married before. But obviously, McEnroe had you know children from his uh, first marriage as well, and they dealt with it very well, to be yeah. honest. And uh, you know, Tate O'Neill clearly didn't appear. I still remember um, the Eamon Andrews one with Henry VIII. That was uh, that was uh, that. This is your life, Henry VIII. It was, uh, your second wife, Anne Boleyn. They said, "Leave it, Eamon." Leave it. <laughs> yeah, very difficult yes. watch. I seem to remember at yes. the time. Yes, of yeah. course it was. It was. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mo Gilligan, a, a funny man. We've, we've, mm. We enjoy his work, don't we, on, on do. TV. He's got his own um, series starting tonight on Channel 4 called The Latest Show, and Tyson Fury will be among his mm. guests. Apparently, uh, in, a, in a little kind of taster of it, Mo asked him how he'd managed to drop all that weight so quickly. And his key said, he said, was just cut the fat off the bacon. And this is what you're left with, a whole lot of sexiness, is what Tyson said. <laughs> What's it really? um, uh, <laughs> So if that, you can imagine Tyson's book, can't you? Uh, Tyson Fury's <laughs> Cut the Fat Off the Bacon <laughs> Diet. Book. If only it was as simple as that. <laughs> if only. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that should be a good show. I think 10 o'clock yeah, tonight that's Channel good. 4. And uh, talking of food, um, Ke- Kellogg, somebody's not very happy about the fact that cornflakes, he, he reckons there aren't enough cornflakes in the box. You've got nothing else to worry about, oh, no, really. It's incredible. Isn't day it? off, mate. Oh, no. What's his name? Uh, it, but he's described him in the sun this morning as lifelong cornflakes fan Roy Parsons. <laughs> he's got the he's got the replica shirt and everything. Yeah. He eats them home and away. Oh, that's not <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> I'm sure he does. That's right. Uh, as it's Friday, says uh, Madge. Mm. Um, Madge? It's a male Madge. Madge. Or Mage, it could be. Any yeah. chance, as it's a Friday, and he's on loads at the moment, could you please play the classic clip of Bob Bubka burping? It would make everyone's day. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well it, it won't make, make Bob's day, will it? Make it? everyone's day. I don't think Bob. Well, okay. If we can't find it, just get well, Bob to have a it. can of Coke or something, and then he can you know, well, we belch live. We don't need a belch live. I think I think the boys have uh, hunted it down. Well, there we are. Major is Friday, and your wish is our command. <laughs> Meanwhile, Adam Scott, what an outward nine. Shot five under par 30, and he's at five under par. That ties him with Jim Furyk. The clubhouse leader at five <laughs> under par. To be fair, Moji, he's very good. He's <laughs> good. about that. You know, you're halfway, you're halfway for a soda, as Bob was saying, and then, and then you're on, you're on with Paul and Andy, and then you get on, and then... We've all done that. Well... Yeah, we have all done yeah, that. Yeah, we've all done. You often do, you've got a thing about that. You often will walk around the office and you forget you're not at home, and then you will do quite loud belches and go, "Oh, more tea, Vicar." <laughs> he does right. that quite a lot, doesn't yeah. he? I don't think he even realises he's I don't doing think it. I realise much I'm to the doing horror it. of some of the assorted well, younger staff. I'm not really bothered what they think, <laughs> to be really honest. <laughs> In Great, isn't one it? Eye it's a, isn't it a health and safety issue if somebody's wandering around belching? Well, not really. It's something, you know, it's <clears> an <throat> expellation of air. Okay, okay, fair enough. Good. We'll keep doing it then, Andy. We all love it. It's better that end, let's be well, honest. That is very true. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be beyond the pale. Now, over this last week, <clears throat> for some reason, I seem to have accumulated yeah. what I call the T20 birthday spirits. That's where I just give you one name yeah. a day. It's a very <clears throat> quick, it's not like the one we heard last week on the pub garden. Yeah. The full 10 experience. Well, the, the test match. It's it's the test match birthday spread, the, mm. the, 10, the 10, and the T20 birthday spread. So we've decided this one with four birthdays. Yeah. And play along at home, see if you can guess the ages of these people. Mm. And you can battle with me, see how far you are, you are out compared to my efforts. So I've got to guess their ages. And uh, Andy's going to give me a, a figure now for the four uh, birthdays and how far I'll be out uh, mm. cumulatively. So uh, you can play along as well. Um, and we're calling this the Royal London birthday spread. It's kind That's of 50 right. Over. It's kind of 50 over. 50 yeah. over birthday spread. So okay. here's Palais. Four names. Yeah. I think some of them are a bit tricky, so I'm going to I'm going to be generous. <clears throat> yeah. And I think you'll get it, but I'm going to give you 30. I've got 30 years potentially the, to be yeah. uh, within on the four birthdays. Yeah. Okay, take it away. Okay, so the first is the famous lutonist and guitarist. Lutonist? We play what, is he lute. from Luton? <laughs> Isn't he a lutist? <laughs> is it? Yeah. A uh, lutonist, it says here. Oh, okay. Perhaps he... A lutonist? Okay, really. <laughs> it's, it's Julian Bream. Let's just say the big, famous guitarist. Big fan of Mick Arford. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
big <laughs> the guitarist Julian Bream. Oh, Julian Bream. And his whole extended family came on the pitch the last game of the season. Yeah, sure, yeah, Luton fan. Yeah, it was Field of Breams. Field, yeah, Field of Breams. Yeah, uh, Julian Bream must be getting on now. What is he about? 82? 86. So 80, that's ooh, four. four out, just four out. Not so I've bad. still got 26 to play with, which is which mm. is a great start, I'd say. Okay, it's uh, the great runner, uh, great Olympian, David Hemery. Oh, David yeah, Hemery. Yeah, I, w- I was going to add two more birthdays to this, but who cares who's third? There we are. You've got to know that classic bit of commentary, otherwise that's completely lost on you. Oh, yeah, what is David Hemery now? He would have been so... Uh, Yes. Google it, it'll be there, it'll be on YouTube. Hemorrhage for Great Britain, and who cares who's third? 76. It was John Sherwood, he mentioned as it happens. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's... With a man with football connection. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. He's uh, 75. Oh, you're on oh, just form five today. out. That's still giving no, me... No, just one out. Uh, one out, sorry. Yes, giving me 25 still to play with, yeah. Okay, these, this is where it gets a little bit more tricky. Yeah. It's a very happy birthday to... Hmm. Uh, we've got two Mavises, I think. Oh, no. Mary K. Wilmers, She's the editor of the London Review of Books. Oh, yeah. Mary Kay Wilmers. And she locks her husband, Fred, out of the house every night. <laughs> well, what does he, what does he shout? Exactly, yeah, yeah, and I just wonder what his, his cry is. Yeah. Uh, Mary, she is the editor of the London Review of Books. Yes, editor of London Review of Books. Uh, it's a young person's game Ooh, these days, isn't it? The, uh, careful. Well, OK, they shouldn't be giving me clues. Um, I mean, is she the former editor? Is she the sort just of emeritus editor? Just as editor, London Review of Books. Well, you've given me a bit of a clue there. You've slightly ruined it now, so oh, I know right. she's older. She's 76. She's 81. See what I mean? Oh, sorry about I that. I could have blown it, so... Yeah, um, that's true. I was too generous there. You were, so that's that was five typical out. Typical of me, really. So I've got, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I've got 20 left to play with on the last one, so and no clues. OK, no clues. Finally, happy Happy birthday to the singer and US civil rights activist Mavis Staples. Oh, yeah. And uh, finally, she had an argument with Andy Roxburgh about the effectiveness of restarts from the corner flag because you can't beat a Staples corner. <laughs> Thank you very wow. much. You had so many ways uh, to go at that. But I thought I'd go football. And you, and you took us to... Remember Andy Roxburgh when he said uh, corners aren't effective? You took us to the A406. So every time a goal goes in, I think, well, it's, not, it's quite effective. I saw Mavis uh, Staples at Latitude a few years ago. She was brilliant. Was she? Yeah. And, How was uh, she at the time? Well, and she was on it. She was on the box at Glastonbury recently. It was, it was very, very good. So I'd say mm. uh, Mavis Staples would be a very young looking, a very sprightly... Uh, 80, 80, blind 80. What is she? She's 80. She, is she 80? Tremendous money. work. See, if you hadn't given me that clue, I could have lost that. Yeah, but anyway, maybe you did better than me. Um, if so, crow about it, but uh, safely within the spread there. Mm. Marvellous. So, Andy, do you have anything else for us? Uh, well, it's in a similar line, really, because the Duke of York met the Chinese Minister of Technology, Wang Zhigang. Yeah. And I know Wang quite well. He used to do a comedy term with Reg and Ronnie Cray. They were the crazy gang. <laughs> 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 Come on. Oh, oh, what about that? What did they talk about, the pair of them? I have no idea. Did, 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 was it the Duke of Kent or the Duke of York? The Duke of York. Oh, the Duke of and York. And talk tennis. <laughs> Duke of Kent. And basically, you meet the Duke of Kent, originally he's going to say, oh, you see uh, Federal, what a game that was. You must look like a tennis ball, yes. wherever you go. <laughs> He was at an RAF parade yesterday. Not a lot of tennis there. He was no. quite disappointed, really. Ribbing, yeah. He's had a terrible week after Wimbledon. It's a blow from his difficult, no difficult to pick his life up after yeah, that. The Duke really. of Golf was at the golf, though. Duke oh, the Duke of, of Golf. He does yeah. love his golf. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Hawksbeen Jacobs uh, here on uh, Talk Sports, and slightly later than advertised, joining us in the studio is uh, <laughs> comedian and Crystal Palace fan Elliot Steele. Good afternoon, Elliot. Hello. Yeah, you, you now you've been on the show a few times before, but at the old studios. Yeah, I uh, I turned up to the old place and just looked in, <laughs> saw no one was there, and all the furniture was gone. And was yeah. like, are, they, are they doing all right for money? Have they just sold all the stuff? <laughs> times are tough, <laughs> but good. So you hot footed it uh, along the uh, along the river oh, and uh, r- ran down. It was like something out of a born film <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna be up at the edinburgh festival yeah i'm up there this year with my new show murked doing that every day uh, mm-hmm. if people are coming to the fringe come check it out I'll, i will it's at bannerman's don't worry i'll turn up at the right venue <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the free fringes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah got free fringe this year so it's a free show come along if people want to come yeah it's free and take a punt on it hopefully i'll put something in the hat at the end of uh, it. yeah yeah well that's the unspoken rule mm-hmm. murked is and the only thing i remember that is kind of the rio ferdinand thing where they were playing pranks on people and he'd say you've been murked has it got anything to do with that it? it's got nothing to do with rio ferdinand's failed tv show <laughs> 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 so why is it called murk uh, it's about a lot of stuff it's about one of the main things uh, i do like love coming on the show talk about sport i love sport uh, one of the things that happened to me is uh, i got absolutely murked as like a south london slang term for okay. like, getting messed up a little bit yeah uh I, I did a Muay Thai fight, so like I like fighting Muay Thai as a side hobby. I'm not any good at it. There's like a small Japanese woman in my gym who beats me up all the time. <laughs> and one day, I, my master went to me, like my my, cro- my coach was yeah. like, uh, do you want to do a fight? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do a fight. And uh, I, I turned up and, uh, yeah, this other lad had really trained. <laughs> he really wanted it a bit more than I did, to be fair. Credit where credit's due. He put the hours in. And, uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I turned up to the wrong gyms most days. Like. It's a Thai boxing type thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you got a bit of a kicking, did you? You could say that, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go into too much detail. I'll reveal it in the show. But yeah, yeah, I, I didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's Spoiler taking, alert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a millennial. We were raised on its taking part that counts. And yeah. I, I definitely took part. You know, you know, it was a, a bad fight when your corner says to you afterwards, well, at least he didn't knock you out. <laughs> yeah. Do you, does it put you off? Would you have another fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I train, right, along with doing stand up comedy. Like, I love doing comedy. So sometimes it's hard to find the time to train, like doing weight cuts and things like that. But mm. I've done boxing matches and stuff before. I'd, I'd absolutely do another one. Like, I, it's one of the, it's my favourite thing in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, now, the first thing you said to us when you came in, you walked through the door, you said, I want to talk about Zaha. You yeah, said, yeah, I do want to talk Go about on, Zaha. Go on, then. So, yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to get your, your take on this as a Palace fan, because, again, it seems his camp, whether it's coming from him or his people, keeps reiterating that, you know, he wants the right to, to, to leave Palace. What's your take on it, then? He should uh, absolutely leave. Absolutely. Like, he's a great player. I've watched him for years. He should go and make a name for himself somewhere else. I don't know who's going to buy him hmm. and I don't know if he's going to have the creative freedom that he's given at Palace. Like, uh, I know at Crystal Palace, basically the game plan is get the ball to Wilf. Yeah. Just, Wilf can do what he wants. Like, he can, if he wants to take his phone out in the game and just call his missus, he can do, <laughs> let him do whatever he wants. Uh, whether he can do that somewhere else, whether they, but I'd like to see if he can fit in a bit more of a like, hey, you've got to support this player and that because... They, they gave up on him supporting Benteke a long time ago. Right? <laughs> Day three of Benteke being there. So what would you, if, what would be the figure you'd say, yeah, fair play, good luck to him, we got we got a decent amount of uh, money for him. So what do you think is a fair fee for him that would that would please you? 200 million? <laughs> I, I think, I think 80 million is fine because there's a 25% clause. Mm. We have to give 25% to United. Mm. Wow. Um, which, of course, is why we're asking for so much. Yeah. But then Arsenal come in, 
And they're, they're, they're offering players we don't need. Like, the way Arsenal did it is it's like, I'm trying to sell a wardrobe, yeah? Yeah. I'm going, right, I need to get rid of this wardrobe. This wardrobe doesn't want to be with me anymore. It, right, I'm selling the wardrobe. I need £100 for it. And someone goes, I can't give you 100 quid, but I can give you free chairs. Yeah. You're like, no, why do I, you're just giving me more furniture I don't need. <laughs> give me, like, when did, Arsenal, when did Arsenal suddenly come communist and are like, we're going to trade all our things? Yeah, I, I looked, I thought those, I think they didn't sound like a fair exchange, really. I think we were talking about 40 million and these magic beans. It did feel a little bit, it did feel a bit like that, didn't I, it? I really? think Elliot's right. He's an 80 million pound player yeah. in this market. If yeah. you think what Hazard went for, you think what other players are going for. He's got three years on his contract. Contract. He's an £80 million well, pound well, player. Well, for 50, player. he is an £80 million pound player. Exactly. Isn't he? Arsenal, like, they've done everything. I think their next offer, they're just going to be like, look, we'll take you out for a curry. Yeah. <laughs> he, he Sweeten was, it. Yeah, It was a bit of deal. a strange season for him, though. At times, he looked, I remember when he came to the bridge, he was a bit disaffected. He didn't look, but towards the end of the season, maybe because he was putting himself in the shop window, he started to play well again. Yeah, well, he's... he's I, I like you know I am a fanboy of him. I'm going to be absolutely biased. He can he can do no wrong in my eyes. Like I could he could burn down my house and I'll still be like, man, it's, it's cool. These things happen. Uh, but I think I think he can. He's on a team where look. But let's be real about what Palace is. We're, we're a team that are just surviving in the prem. Mm. We're just about surviving every year. We, we somehow pull it out of the bag. We need teams to come up. It's worrying as a Palace fan when I see even teams, even though Leeds didn't come up this year, they got a bit of money behind them. When you see Wolves can come up and just all of a sudden they can get into Europe, that's worrying for a team like us to see. Mm, yeah. So because that's another maybe another place down the league you're going to end up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think Wolf is on a team where he's a bit frustrated, mm. where he's going like you know he in his mind he's one of the world's best footballers and he could probably get up into he could play Champions League football. I sure. think. Yeah. Not at Arsenal. <laughs> no, 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 there we go. Oh, well, cut, cutting end. <laughs> well, it's true. Hey, you know, it is true. I yeah. mean, it's not the greatest time to join Arsenal because they're a big club. Of course they are, but you know, you'd think that. I, I think he'd be a much better fit for Tottenham. It's Wrighty, isn't it? They all want it. They all love mm. Wrighty, and they all mm. want to follow him. Wrighty's footsteps. He's yeah. Uh, yeah he's, a, he's still a big paw, even though he doesn't and play I think there if anymore. Chelsea hadn't had a ban. I think they would have come in for. Him. I think they would have taken the Hazard money and given it to Palace. I, I honestly believe that. But you know, obviously they couldn't. So yeah, well, what's going? They'll, they'll find a way out of that ban, though. All these clubs. No, no, really they, they haven't. Make. I think. But if you look at the, they've accepted. That's it. But if you look at the squad, I was looking at the squad. Your squad, the You've got a brilliant squad. I mean, yeah. but, you know, okay, Hazard's not there, but you've got a lot of great players. Yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of players. To and look players, as you said, that, that, that if he can get a tune out of, um, sure, there's quite a bit good. of quite a bit of surplus. I think to yeah. be there's a bit of dross there, but you know, yeah, that's fair no, enough. Chelsea we'll always have this. It will be like the same thing. Like I think this might be a blessing in disguise for you guys, like the way you sold uh, De Bruyne and you sold Salah. Mm. There, there's probably someone in their wings who is going to be at that level that just isn't, yeah. because Chelsea well, are always just buying people. hudson Adoy is great. I oh, mean, if he, if he gets fit and plays a lot, yeah, he'll no, be very I, good. I think once him and Loftus-Cheek come back, then, then they'll look much more of an attacking yeah, yeah, I think yeah. goals are going to be the problem for them. I, I see, for a lot of teams. You did um, one of the, the roast battles on yeah. the TV, but you mm. did one with your dad. Your dad, the comedian Mark Steele. Mark joins us in the studio as well. And uh, So what was that like, going sort of toe-to-toe gag-wise with your dad? Was it... Was it no holds barred? Was it? Yeah, it was. It, it's uh, let me put it this way: I can't, I can't say any of the jokes on here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I talked about it in my show with people to come and see that as well. And look it up online. It was a lot of fun. Mm. Like it, it's great fun just going. But there, there's this amazing thing with a roast battle because I've done like a few of them and stuff. You have to. It, they're, they're very loving things. It's yeah. a very American thing. A roast yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but British audiences, I think, are starting to buy into it, and mm. they should. It's, it's great. 
the the way you've got to do it is you've sort of got to sit down with the comedian beforehand. So I always see it as you're you're a double act, but you won't tell each other your jokes. Yeah. And you just go, is there nothing off limits? Right, yeah. And me and my dad were like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing. But then all the time we were like hanging around with each other, we were just kind of scared to say anything. <laughs> like, in case you admitted something and you'd just see someone go like, oh yeah, let me just jot that down for a second. <laughs> Did he do any kind of childhood embarrassment material? Did he get you any of that? Yeah, like I said, I can't mention it on yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. he said a few things. Oh, right? dear It's mate. interesting, this thing of being an offspring of a, of a top comedian, and you've done really well, and you, you, you're forging your own path, but it's not It's not. It's like being the son of a famous sportsman. It's not that easy, is it? Um, In not, certain ways, your path is, is there. You, you, the experience of what he's learned, he can pass that on to you. He's a good mentor as well, I would imagine. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, but like the circuit and comedy's changed so much. So where I'm on on the circuit now and doing the fringe and stuff, it's changed so much since he did it that like when he, he'll come watch me at a gig or something and be like, I, d I wouldn't want to do this anymore. Mm. <laughs> 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 I just want to do my tour shows. I don't want to talk to drunk stag dudes. Yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy? Do you enjoy the, the, the that that kind of battle? Then sometimes when you've when you've got to win a crowd over, you still get a buzz from doing that. If you win them over, it's a great feeling. Yeah. If you don't, mm. then it's awful. Yeah. It's, it's horrific because you you walk away. The the worst one is if you don't win them over and then see someone else go on and win them over. Yeah. And you've just got to sit in the green room and then just, you know, be like, oh, well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We kick off, though, with a story from the world of cricket. And when you're looking maybe at a local cricket club to uh, get yourselves a new pitch and you're trying to raise the money, there's different mm. things you can do. You maybe do a little sponsored thing and try That's and raise right, some yeah. money in the clubhouse or maybe a raffle and uh, whatever big black tie do or you can call on the services of one of the uh, biggest names in Chinese music um, and that's what uh, one particular club uh, have done and here to tell us more about that from East Dean and Friston Cricket Club Jason Woodford good afternoon Jason well, good afternoon to you. Well, it does seem an unlikely link to one of the biggest names in, uh, in music in the Far East and, and your cricket club in East Sussex. So what's the connection? Well, it's definitely a different approach. I'll, I'll give you that. But um, there is a definite connection in that um, in our little cricket cricket pitch is, is right next door to the place where Jay Chu um, filmed one of his most popular uh, music videos, which has had 15 million downloads. Wow. Um, and he did that a couple of years ago. So since that time, we've had thousands of his fans and guests uh, walking past our cricket pitch uh, every Saturday and Sunday. It's amazing. And, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what prompted it. So um, uh, it's like a pilgrimage place because they've seen it in the video. Uh, and, and your 13.4 million that's views. That's near yeah. 15 from what was well, just right. said there. So uh, you're ca are you capitalising Are you milking that? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but are you... Uh, are you? I don't know. You, you get them in the clubhouse for a, that would be quite good, wouldn't it? If you got if you got half of the people that turned up to buy a pint, you'd probably raise the money. Hey, we, we 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 set our ambitions very high, but our expectations are low. Right. We um we we haven't yet met met him, and that that's the overall objective of the campaign is that we're we we want to reach him to ask him to come back and become a patron of our cricket club hmm. to create a long-standing relationship back to this place where he had his, his popular you know, video shot. And uh, as patron, we'd like him to sign a painting that we've had done by a, a local artist so that we can eBay that often and raise some money for the club. 
it's a very tenuous link there. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no I think that's that a, good that a good idea. I like this thing that you do, uh, the ringing the bell. Explain that to us as well. Well, it's ringing a very special bell. It's called Ring the Tiger Bell. Our, um, our team's called the East End Tigers or the East End and Friston Cricket Club. And our pub in the village is called the Tiger Inn. It's a very famous pub right by uh, Beachy Head in, on the south coast of the mm. South Downs. And um, the idea is that these passers-by, we realise we're never going to be able to reach J2 directly, but maybe we can through its fans. So what happens is the, the fans walk past our cricket club. They read our massive exhibition standards in English and Mandarin, and uh, they recognise that if they ring the Tiger Bell, the match will stop immediately. Players will down the bats and sprint down to the bell ringers whilst they're ringing the Tiger Bell. We'll have a team photo, and uh, they can then tweet that or share it on Instagram back to Jay Chu and say, please come back to East Dean and become a patron of their cricket club. And, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been difficult to get hold of, though, isn't he? He probably gets inundated with messages from people, and maybe your one's got lost. Have you, have you tried via his people? Have you, have you gone down the official route rather than just social media? We, we, we have. We've uh, tried lots of channels, and uh, we've gone by his uh, media agency, via connections and uh, you know we know that we've got to try all sorts of channels and eventually he may he may show an interest but in, in the meantime we're having a lot of fun we're raising the funds we need to raise this money to move our cricket wicket 22 yards away from the housing which is getting clobbered every weekend by the long balls from the teams right and um so each week we're raising money from ring the tiger bell where the, the passers-by pay 50 quid and and we've had a few generous people sponsoring us and giving us some money um, but the big one would be certainly to get Jay Chu back here to the UK and become a patron of our cricket club. Has he got any plan to mm. tour? Have you been looking at his schedule at all on, online? Is, is he due back he, in the UK? It, amazingly, he was in the UK, I think, at the end of May, up at the O2 oh. playing there, for, and we missed him. Oh, no. so, uh, I, I, even, I even got our local pub, the Tigers, going to put him up for a night with his, with his beautiful wife. And uh, one of the villagers has got a Lamborghini Murcielago that he's going to lend him for the weekend. So wow. there are gifts of plenty if he comes down to East Dean. Yeah, you're, you are. You're, you couldn't be doing much more to raise this 26 grand. He probably spends that on a good meal, uh, old Jay. So maybe if he does come over, uh, he'll just sort the whole thing out for you. I, I think it'll be great for his profile. And uh, certainly a lot of good fun. And, and, and has anybody got in, any of the Chinese um, visitors playing their pilgrimage, kind of got into the cricket, stayed and watched the game? They, they, they tend, to, tend to stop. They love taking photos of it because obviously it looks very iconic in, a, in an English village. Yeah. Um, we've, we've had a few that have stopped by and rung the Tiger Bell and then they sung us a few J2 songs. Oh, OK. It's been quite entertaining. Um, and cricket's not a big thing in China. I think the, the main team is based in Hong Kong. Um, we could get a game at Singapore. I think there's an open office for Singapore Cricket Club. But, um, no, we have no expectations from using J2 fans as recruits for the cricket club, I'm afraid. Have you got a, a favourite J2 uh, song? Um, is, is, Jason, have you, is there one you love especially? <laughs> I, I have to say it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very sort of special taste. The J2 music, um, oh. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I have to say that yeah, the song that was recorded on our doorstep, which is called "What's Wrong," mm. um, it is, uh, is, is is got to be my favourite because uh, of that local connection. One, one thing we are planning to do is uh, maybe reenact that video with a few of the players dressing up as J2 yeah. and uh, lip syncing that for uh, for internet delight later in the year.
He, I tell you what, he, <clears throat> what my, he, he's a movie star as well, Andy J. Chu. He makes yeah, movies and great he's films. on the Voice, I believe. And Chinese yeah, Voice. I'm looking at a picture of him here. That kind of sweep of black hair looks like a young F.S. Truman to me. <laughs> Maybe he could play Fred. He could play the young Fred in the Freddy Truman story. Yeah, there'd be a massive film in China there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be if he was in it. it Imagine that. They'd, be, they'd start showing indoor league primetime in, uh, in Taiwan, wouldn't that? It'd be fantastic. Why, Jason, why does it cost 26 grand to move the pitch? Isn't it, uh, obviously, isn't just a simple matter of cutting another square in the, in the grass. What, what's, what, it, what are the costs involved in doing it? Well, I have to say, we, we and I in particular were surprised at how much it does cost to create a new cricket wicket. But um, the, the ground um, is much more than just mowing a new piece of uh, pasture. Although we think that our, our wicket actually is old pasture that's been well well manicured <laughs> over the years, yeah. um, you need to dig down a few feet um, on quite a large piece of turf. It's, it's uh, you know, about 22 by 22 yards each way. You need to go down two or three feet, from what I understand, remove that turf, and then you need to layer in different level, different layers of soils and loams and and compact them into the ground in a special way that ends up costing you £26,000. Oh, and high, so net, be, high netting won't do it? We, we, we were refused our planning application for oh, netting because it's okay. in the National Park area of Outstanding Natural Beauty. But, um, but yeah, it'll, it'll, be an, it'll be a county standard cricket wicket in the little village of East Dean, hopefully by the, by the 2020 season. Yeah. Well, let's hope uh, J2 comes through. Hashtag J2 come through. I mean, just give and get that trending. <laughs> that not not much chance of that. Um, <laughs> Can we take it over? Yeah. Yeah. Good to talk to you, Jason. All the best. Thanks very much. Very much appreciated. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Jason Woodford's there from East Dean and Friston Cricket Club, uh, hoping that a Taiwanese pop star uh, will uh, come through for them. By, yeah. uh, Martin Kellner should have done this story on his show because it's so popular in Ho Chi Minh City. Well, exactly. well, maybe not again. In, in that region. In that region, it's <laughs> yes, quite possible. It would have been, overnight would have, would have stolen. Jay might have been listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. So there we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. And as promised, what about an extra little clip from Fisherman's Blues? This is oh, a little bonus. self-contained story, isn't it? About mm. a, a sad story of a marriage breakup. Yes, yeah. very sad, yeah. I remember I was going fishing with Graham Dack, and the evening before she said, if you go fishing, I won't be here when you come back. She wasn't either. And at our divorce hearing, she said... If I was a mermaid, I'd have had more chance of seeing him. <laughs> good line. Well, it's a good line. It's a very good line, isn't it? Surely your marriage is more important than fishing. Well, I don't know, Andy. <laughs> it's me or the fishing. Yeah, what about that well, ultimatum? The fishing one out. But you, you could argue about going looking. If, if that ultimatum is, is kind of delivered, then <laughs> maybe you, you weren't compatible. You know, well, you're asking so. you're asking the other person to give up their main love. Imagine Sue saying to you, it's me or Chelsea. What would you do? <laughs> see, aha, <laughs> uh -huh, see. Well, no, I'd be, I'd be at home. I'd give up my yeah, season ticket. You say that. <laughs> uh, we'll catch up with you on Monday. Michael Bispin with us next week. Phil Wang and Ian Stone will join us on Monday. Arsenal fan and comedian. Have a great weekend. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.